2, The Power of More from Brockmeier and Zalo. Innovation Thinking Today's episode is about the measurement of audiences in TV and streaming platforms. Before we get our guest into the conversation, I would like to introduce the co-host of the podcast, Mr. Dieter Brockmeier, the innovation expert at the Diplomatic World Institute. Hello, Dieter. How are you? Always. I'm always saying I'm fine and I, you won't hear anything different. Uh, and I'm really happy to have Lukas here. Uh, I met him. He's one of the guys I met in 2016 in, uh, in Moscow. And he is really uh, revolutionizing the um, TV research. And I know that very well and how complex, how crazily ridiculous complex this has become over the years. And it's a completely different approach. So I'm really keen to find out more about it. Now to our special guest, Lukas Jezioski. He is the CEO of Plum Research. His entrepreneurial career, he just told me secretly, started in the smart age of 11 years. With 13 years old, he was making money out of it. In a minute, he will tell us more about his background. Hello, Lukas. Thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. You won't hear anything else from me either. Excellent. Lukas, please tell us about what happened that you that made you become the expert who is now a respected person measuring TV usage. What is Plum Research doing actually? It's it was all basically, you know, an an, an accident of some sort. Um, I was I was looking to monetize software, consumer software for a company that I was working for. I did it, I guess, well enough to have the company span out, um, become the sort of co-founder along with the with the sort of corporate co-founders on the side that also injected the initial capital, provided a lot of a lot of knowledge, accelerated the business, injected a lot of manpower. So a lot of the initial struggle that many founders have were actually taken away from me and I could focus on product development and, and on the business. Um, to be exact, um, we had you know a ton of consumer products. N they weren't really going that well anymore within the subscription economy. We thought, okay, let's let's move towards the freemium world and and understand what works, what doesn't. Uh, data basically beca became at a certain point the, the the place that we were told to go initially in the music industry and then finally to end up in the sort of motion picture slash you know TV industry which I am really really happy to be uh, here met a lot of wonderful people and I do see a lot of additional alleys that we can get into you know following distribution, production, talents, and so on and so forth. But today, we indeed focus on audience measurement. But it's all connected. So what is, uh, uh, what, is uh, what are you doing different for, to other researchers in this field that makes you so well, I suppose, successful? Yeah, so today I'd probably say the biggest difference is the granularity of our data thanks to... Um, two factors probably, or maybe three. 
one of them being the actual panel size. Um, as far as I know, we have the largest sort of panels on the platform by platform and country by country basis, which there allows us to go deeper in terms of um, measurements, in terms of you know episodic season and 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 uh, even even scene level kind of analysis. And the other thing is that we do truly measure every single device, even sometimes devices that we don't uh, fully recognize. Uh, and, you know, we've done even uh, separate white papers to prove this, as in to show what people are watching inside the infotainment system of their Teslas to show, you know, how granular we are. We're showing the sort of connection where people start watching at home and then finish a show on the go, for instance, on their morning commute outside the house, which um, some of the competitors are not measuring because they are focused on, for instance, analyzing the Wi-Fi signal within a household. Or if they focus on measuring just a certain screen, usually the the you know your living room screen your your tv screen connected tv then when people move over to bed with their tablet that's sort of a missing picture major studios talent agencies and and you know other other clients that we have you know all these production and distribution companies come to us because they know that this data um, is the most granular and that we are not missing any bit, right? We are we're tracking every single device. We have large panels. So even if you're asking us to run a very niche analysis on a certain topic, which is, for instance, automotive shows or understanding how does the sort of discovery channel Shark Week in the U.S. influence other shark or fish connected content within the US overall and and finding out that at that moment there are certain places that even you know finding Nemo peaks it's that sort of granular analysis that we can run which is very different from the initial audience measurement and and sort of research business that was more focused on pure marketing, on ads, on on providing direct connections to how do I monetize this content? Where is my target group? Just that. What we provide is far deeper and it's more for strategic approaches rather than just plain distribution, which obviously can be done um, just at that level. Okay, that sounds pretty detailed, what you're measuring. Uh, do the people who deliver you the, the data, don't they feel a little bit monitored by your services? And especially, you, the, you know how intrusive uh, some of the technologies are uh, to uh, get to this data. Uh, you need to get devices plugged in, and um, so you know exactly that you are tracked, and uh, I... I know I wouldn't like that. So what are you doing different? Neither would I. The, the, the biggest difference is that we provide a lot in return. So people actually decide that they want to provide us data themselves. It's not like the old school sort of approach where you download an, a flashlight app, which is my... Uh, 
beloved example and that flashlight app is so brave to ask you for access to your contact list your all of your text messages your geo position and and god knows what else right um that's not the case so i i mentioned that we span out of the consumer software and that we had to move away from the sort of subscription economy um it's not fully that we've completely pivoted. So we leave people with the option to be able to pay a tiny subscription fee, usually depending on the product, between 3 to $5 a month, or choose a payment in kind and provide us entertainment data um, instead. We, you know, we ask them to opt in multiple times on a sort of platform by platform service by service basis because you know we want them to be aware of exactly what we are tracking you know gdpr being here in the eu is just one thing the other thing is just you know resonating well with people overall in fact we have a project on the site that we actually tell people and explain to them how many companies and how they're gathering their data. We, we, I believe personally in educating the market, telling them, hey, you know, people are actually productizing your data and you should get things in return. I believe that data is a commodity, is an asset that you should only provide to others if you choose to do so, not, um, you know, basically mandatory being taken away from you as part of using a certain service just for the sake of enhancing that service or their sole business model. So, you know, we make it very, very explicit and people decide to choose us, provide to people who choose to provide us that data, understand that, you know, we are only providing their own forward research at an aggregated level. We don't provide information on who, you know, what is uh, Lukasz Jezorski watching on a local platform. I'm not telling them if people at a certain zip code are watching this. You know, we do have certain thresholds, minimum amount of people that, you know, you cannot go down to and, and find out who that person is and, you know, sort of decrypt that. We anonymize basically everything that comes down and we do not ask them for any PII whatsoever at any level because it's just sort of privacy by design that we chose and we don't want to even have that sort of data on our servers because leaks happen, right? Unintentional leaks happen. Well, what was the last one you're not asking the peep? Uh, personal, personally identifiable information, uh, PII. Yeah. So, cool. so we're not asking, you know, for your first name, your address, your uh, credit card, even your email. We don't even have their email addresses. So if they decide to uninstall the piece of software, they automatically opt out of the panel and we don't have any way to re-engage with them. That may be crazy if you're thinking about the today, you know, remarketing approach, the huge customer relations that corporations invest a lot of money to, but it's just mm -hmm. our approach to data. And we're taking it actually um, forward with additional products. And, and, and we want to educate also the market about how valuable okay. data is. 
Okay. It sounds like you're not only collecting data, but also provide a lot of analysis behind it. What can be archived with uh, your analysis? Can you give us some examples? Sure. I mean, you know, we start with the most obvious industry metric, as in the number of views. Uh, how does that look in terms of unique viewers to, you know, du duplicate, for instance, uh, certain viewers between platforms, right, to understand whether somebody's duplicated within various approaches because we're uh, more and more on the sort of single source audience measurement, we which has been dubbed as a, as a holy grail for a long time. And somebody, you know, somehow p people were missing us on here. You know, we've been having and, and, and doing this for, for a while for various platforms, including linear and nonlinear. Um, and the the additional ones are, for instance, hook points. How many episodes you need to watch in order to get hooked for the full season? The bingeability of a, of a, of a certain show, right? If, if this show is binged more or less, um, we could correlate that also on the length because obviously it's not apples to apples if you have a you know 20-minute show versus a 40-minute show. Obviously, the 40-minute show... Um, would be binged less just because of within the t same time capacity you would fit in less episodes. Then you have things like, uh, you know, cross viewership where, you know, people who have viewed show X also sh uh, view show Y and Z and so on and so forth. That can be done for distribution analyses and, and, and finding out, for instance, you know, acquiring titles to your own platform or your linear. You say, hey, I did, a, I did great with this show. What else resonates to that same audience that I could acquire and, and, and schedule it right to, to my audience? Um, additionally, on top of that, we go down to like episodic level. And uh, we, we actually had a, a, a certain case with one of the children's studios that um, basically, you know, we found out a huge drop off on, on, on episode uh, three of season two. They brought in a, a children's focus group on their side and found out that the, tep the topic of that episode was just far too heavy and children did not want to continue viewing. Um, and were basically somehow disengaged to then come back to the title. What happened is they suggested that the streaming platform actually moves that episode from three to eight, um, to, to the eighth episode out of nine, and therefore actually prolong the total time spent on that title, on that season, and got it, you know, got the deal extended to season three that is currently in production. A lot of platforms are, or not platforms, research companies in this field are also merging the, the viewing data with consumer data to make it more valuable for advertisers. Uh, are you planning something similar and how can it be accomplished? It, well, in the digital world, it's easy, but of course, you run into a lot of legal issues. Yes. So we, we will not do that. Our we are crazy about content and the sort of scope you mentioned is more on the ad side. It's more on the marketing side. I personally believe that the ad part of the content business of the viewer 
business is already saturated, right? There are so many wonderful, both large and, and medium-sized and, and even small innovative companies that are doing wonderful ad tech and martech uh, solutions that it's really, really hard to break through and bring something very, very new to this, to this business. Um, instead, we do analyze things at a merchandise kind of level. You know, the children's content is a great example, but not only. There are great examples of shows that are, for instance, originals that don't really have that big of a legacy that became part of, you know, a whole kind of um, movement in terms of merch. You know, you could see the the largest retailers bringing clothing with the with the logo of the show and you see people around wearing that as part of you know expressing who they are a fan of uh, show xyz but also it's sort of somewhat their identity now and we want to focus on that part you know the, the more on the merchandise part a connection potentially with live shows rather than washing powder, for instance, how does it convert when you see an ad on linear or when you have product placement on, 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 on streaming? That's not something where we want to go. So what will be the next steps for the company? What are you targeting at? What do you want to accomplish in the, within the next, let's say, five years? Yeah, we, we work with, you know, almost every single major company in this business right now. Uh, we have a lot of smaller distributors and publishers who, to this date, just mentioned that they couldn't basically afford this of a large product. So we're basically also chopping it into pieces and limiting it so that it's available and affordable to the smaller producers, to the distributors, because the total addressable market over there is large enough to even focus on like very very tiny features that are um, that are very affordable, right? I, I don't want to use the word cheap, but that's basically where we're going at a certain point, so that everyone could socialize with that data and make it a somewhat of a standard within the industry when analyzing content. Um, Another thing is that we, we do see many of our clients, and although they have huge sort of um, you know, research departments, some of them are still scratching the surface of what actually can be done. So what we are already doing today, we're doing a lot of consulting, we're doing you know, some white papers that we distribute, but at the same time, we are now thinking about showing it actually how it works to those you know, rights owners, to those distribution companies, and taking certain titles and show them how they could make a better buck with our data. And in order to do that, we're actually right now discussing to getting into distribution ourselves um, to prove that this can be done on a solely data-driven approach instead of the old industry gut feeling, expertise, and knowledge only, right? So, so the approach is today, hey, you know, we see that there is a potential for uh, this show to do very, very good in this territory because these are the metrics that show us 
would you allow us to distribute that? Because the risk is on us. Like you don't have to basically spend anything here. In fact, we will pay you um, the distribution rights to do that ourselves. Because that's, you know, we believe in this data. We see how our customers are using this. So why not? So we're going towards um, automated program scheduling. Is that what you try to accomplish? Uh, probably not. I mean, we do somewhat see that in, in, in you know, fast platforms, right? Um, so, so the ad-driven platforms that have a ton of channels, those are basically playlists of content that are put in the very known EPG grid that we know from cable, right, or for bro from broadcast. And that is somewhat automated scheduling. Um, I don't think that that is the best way to go, just as we've heard multiple times, and I actually agree with that in the music industry, that um, creating a song is has to be human for as long as possible because there is that human co component in it. There is that emotional component to it. Rather than creating something pop that is potentially, you know, a, a mix of, you know, partial notes that you already recognize from somewhere and it's just a, 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 some sort of a brain trick that you like it instantly that the human component is needed. And I still believe within the scheduling, there is a lot of that human component needed. It's, it's more of a notion of a certain channel of a certain broadcaster that often very, very few professionals, individuals within the station that, you know, make those decisions actually feel, and they make up of what is the identity of a given channel or network. But what I'm saying is we can make those distribution deals way, way better. It's like, you know, we could say, oh, we see this show doing really, really good at 1 p.m. every single day. Here you go, 100 episodes, uh, and you're going to run it, you know, for the next uh, uh, three or four months. Um, but it should be, I still believe it should be left out to that person to finally decide but I want to use the data for assuring them that the, 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 the risk is as low as possible because this show has already proven itself to work in the closest environment to yours as possible. So it's more like risk mitigating rather than, rather than um, automating everything that's possible. We really had a rough ride through the new world of uh, data analytics and what can be done in, especially in to analyze screen content and to make it work a lot better. And I'm really looking forward, to, uh, Lukas, to hear more about it uh, and how you how you succeed in the future. Yeah, thank you, Luca. He is the CEO of Plum Research, revolutionizing the measurement in TV and streaming platforms. Thank you very much for this interesting conversation. Two, the power of more. From Brockmeier and Salo. Innovation thinking.